Richie, thank you very much for joining us today on the Express Yourself podcast, season two. Yeah, my pleasure. Super. Uh, I'm super happy to have you here. Um, I remember. I think the f- the first time I came across you was on was on Twitter. Actually, it was when I just started out with Earth Mode. I was kind of trying to build um, my social portfolio and looking for like-minded people. And I came across your profile. Um, I recognized that you talked a lot about mental health. And then one day you you posted about, you were, you were streaming a Souls game. I can't remember if it was Bloodborne or, or Dark Souls. And I jumped in your chat and I was just like, yeah, this this guy's amazing. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna keep up to date with, uh, with Richie. So that was kind of my like first memories of um, interacting with you, you, I guess. That's interesting. I was trying to remember how we actually met. I remember pretty much the first time you were in my chat and talking to you, or the first sort of conversation. I couldn't remember, but obviously, you know, you could have just been browsing Twitch. You could have come in in a raid. I could have raided you, but I just remember like kind of hitting it off pretty quickly. Yeah, and uh, we were talking a little bit before before we started, but I think one of the things that really jumped out at me was the the level of um, uh, creativity you put into your stream. So not only do you kind of you you play your video games to quite a high level, you, you, you're one of these souls experts, I would say. You also engage heavily in chat, but you've got these amazing. Um, segments which you introduce in your stream which are just like super entertaining very funny um, and you obviously must enjoy that part of uh, content creation yeah I really do it's funny I it took a long time before I started doing anything and I just suddenly started having ideas you know what would be funny to do on stream I think I'd done stuff like you know there'd been a a stream meme maybe me dying in a certain way over and over or whatever things and we had fun playing with that and I am creative and I think I just took things way beyond their logical kind of conclusion and just kept going because that but it amuses me or entertains myself you know and then but it satisfies that creative itch I always have I've always been very creative ever since I was little you know writing music you know um I used to enjoy performing on stage when I was younger oh wow not I've done anything like that for many many years but yeah definitely it definitely comes across in your um in your stream uh and everything that you put out there so why why don't you kind of introduce yourself to to, to the people listening, um, I know you're Richie Tooties, but have you got like a an elevator pitch um, about kind of who you are? That's always really tricky. I never quite know. I'm I'm Richie. That's that's who I am. And then when you see me, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, I love video games. I love people. I like meeting people. I like talking. Um, I like. I've always. Uh, gaming for me has always been a shared hobby it's you know even if i'm playing by myself you know i'm still then off talking to friends about how we're doing on the same game or whatever afterwards and i think streaming is really an extension of that but then also like streaming is it i sort of touching on it it's that kind of that urge for me to be creative and to perform and to create things that people can enjoy and and amuse themselves with um in in whatever way that's that's all part of who I am, but I don't know. I like to think I defy description, <laughs> but it's <laughs> at that... least a little bit, you know, or there's so much you could say about me that, you know, it's hard to actually pin it down because a lot of people would say, oh, Richie, he's a Soulsborne streamer. But, you know, over the course of my, no, my entire streaming career, I've only played Souls for like a, you know, not even half of that time, probably. And I don't certainly don't define myself by that. They were just games I really enjoyed playing for a really long time every single day and sharing with people because it's such a great community because the games are so, you know, they require a collaborative effort to get through usually for most people's playthroughs, whether that's reading messages on the floor or going to forums or, you know, searching on YouTube for tips or whatever it might be. And I think I really thrive off that collective community spirit where you're all working together for something and it's nice to be part of that 
Yeah, and I we think we want to be maybe something greater than ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I think you really thrive in that environment as well. As you say, you're bringing your creativity together and your passion for gaming, and it kind of it definitely comes out in the in the content that you put out there, which is uh, amazing. Yeah, it's 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 fun. I love it. You know, that's the reason I do it. Yeah, I think um, you, you talked about how kind of gaming has always been a collaborative experience for you. I think I I experienced gaming slightly differently. I was always very kind of isolated and often alone when I was gaming. And it's only through streaming on Twitch that I've kind of discovered this more community element to it. And what I've realized very recently is that more than anything i love playing video games with other people i i like to play alone but when you've got other people there you can chat and have banter with and like help you help your way through it with and um that's what really kind of adds to the magic of gaming for me yeah it's really like that for me as well i mean i started gaming in the early 80s you know so i'm older than i look <laughs> but uh, a friend of mine who lived down the road he ran up and knocking on the door rich rich you've got to come you won't guess what i've got and we i went down and his parents had bought him a, a zx spectrum 48k rubber keys tape recorder separate for loading your games so we played some games and that was it but then i would always be down there playing games and you know he'd be having a life and then i'd be having a life or or we're taking turns and then later on i got my own system and then it was the same thing and then um we started to get games where you could play co-op at the same time so it's always been that kind of couch co-op even if it's not both playing at the same time that shared experience and that's how i started and that's what i always go back to and now it's i'm online and maybe i'm jumping onto i don't know whatever <laughs> whatever game's the flavor of the month i know valorant warzone um i don't know um full guys to play with friends because it's fun and it's now we have a laugh but it's also a time where you'll be talking about what's going on in your lives it's a great way to catch up and reconnect but with quite a quite a de-stressed environment where you can be relaxed you know there's no no expectations where if you just meet him for have a chat and catch up maybe it's a bit more you know a bit more pressure a bit more formal or pressured yeah yeah so it sounds like you were the one of the first ever video gamers um from what you're talking <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember really a time without video games. And yeah. I've owned nearly every system that is possible to own on the way. You know, even some 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 more some more esoteric and, and rarer rarer systems. What's your most nostalgic um gaming system that you've owned? Possibly the Sega Mega Drive. Ooh, or okay. Genesis, as it would be known to some people that might 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 watch this that was that was like a really big step up in quality of games and what you could do and then um i didn't get a like an snes till a bit later and then that sort of also around that sort of time but i i got the i got my mega drive first and my friend got his snes and then later on we also both both got the other systems but that was the one that was in my place and doing stuff like i don't know micro machines 2 or you know sonic all of that stuff it's just such great memories for me yeah i think most of my early gaming memories come from the mega drive what would be what was your um if you look back now which which co-op game do you always think about okay that, that was the one that kind of like really really got me oh that's that's tough there's been so many probably there's probably there's probably two games like at different times one would have been um probably actually micro machines too because we used to play that so much and we'd do like um sleepovers for whole weekends at people's houses and i'd take the mega drive and you could play four players on that because it had two extra ports on the actual cart itself and we would just stay up all night all weekend and then be in school on monday morning absolutely destroyed and then later on probably halo on the on the xbox yeah nice you know a first person shooter all on one screen with a controller in a living room you know it was that was revolutionary probably for for us at the time and we would get and do the same thing there all weekends non-stop yeah so you've just brought back memories for me 
like having sleepovers. I think it was with the uh, we we're playing N64, and it would have been one of the um, various WWF wrestling games. And there would be four of us like um, playing these games whilst watching like a Survivor Series or uh, a Royal Rumble on the TV as well. Um, definitely brings back nice memories. I remember doing doing something similar, watching like pay per views or Raw, and we'd be playing No Mercy on yeah. the N sixty four, which is my favorite wrestling game of all time. Yeah, and still the probably the best of all time. What effects? I mean, gaming's obviously been a um, a big big part of your life from kind of going back to as long as you can remember. Really, so what effect would you say kind of gaming and or streaming has had on your mental health? Um. It's generally, I uh, no, pretty much all positive, apart from maybe a few times where I got insanely addicted to a game, and I that's been probably to my the detriment <laughs> of my overall life. When I started playing MUDs, which are multi-use dungeons, if anyone doesn't know, like um, basically like a text-based MMO that we, I mean, they're still around out there, but that was the first real big kind of multiplayer online gaming way back in the days sort of, you know in the 90s probably mid early 90s and yeah i play them way too much but generally it's good because um most of what, so much of my gaming has been cooperative in one form or, or another or you know it's a lot of my support mechanism is there when i'm gaming so i've always had you know oh, it's been terrible but i've had an, an awful day whatever's happened and i'm in a, I'm, I'm not feeling great then i'm on gaming that evening with some of my besties and we talk through stuff and then that's really good but also i think it's a way i can just sort of switch off it calms me down um i, I can take my mind off some of the bad things all those thoughts that can run through your the, your brain and just cause so much stress or anxiety they're gone i'm i can't concentrate on both and i can i can let them go uh, yeah but yeah i think that's sort of you know we're gaming it's, yeah, it, and it helps build now, it, especially like with streaming. When I meet so many more people, I can build a bigger and bigger support network. So many more people I can talk to or go for help, or someone that'll always be there if I need to switch off and just jump in and have some games or whatever too. You know, that's cool. So yeah, like the the gaming, the cooperative are uh, part of gaming is where you can kind of switch off. You can have conversations like less pressured, as you said earlier. Do you then use other platforms like say Discord for kind of reaching out to people to talk when you're in a in a in a in a bad moment or do you have like more personal um um points of access such as I don't know WhatsApp I do I do everything really so you, you know I live with my girlfriend and a friend rents her spare room so I've got those people immediately here but then with streaming, if I'm talking on stream and I'm saying I'm having any rough time, I can guarantee if I finish stream, I've got DMs on on Twitter or messages on Discord waiting for me. Do you need to talk? How are you? But I, if I'm feeling bad and I need to talk, I know people that I can go to, and I do. It might not always be the same people because I feel oh, I don't want to put you know too much on on one mate or anything. But yeah, I'm I'm really good these days at just going straight out to people if I need it. And even preemptively, you know, I can see the danger signs and I'll, no, I can shoot a message that I'm feeling a bit, a bit worn thin. I think I've, you know, I could be, be on one of those sort of precipices, you know, you know, help, help support me, you know, and oftentimes you just need to talk things through and you just talk and don't even need someone to say something. You just need someone to listen and then that could be enough. Yeah. Um, what is it if you don't mind me kind of like digging in a, a little bit deeper that you, what is it that you you, you struggle with uh, when it comes to kind of mental health i mean my my big thing the last few years my big struggle is with anxiety and um i've always had anxiety but i never realized people just used to say i was shy yeah me too yeah. you know and so i used to put it down to oh it's a character fault it's a flaw in me just the way that my no my no my mental makeup is sort of, you know put together then a few years ago i had a really bad time in a job i was at and things got really bad there and i won't go into all the details but um i had a pretty yeah i was basically running a company keeping it from going basically bankrupt and uh the it was being 
managed by the owner from above me in, in a really bad way. And he, he tried to put a lot of his stupid decisions on me at the same time. So I had like the struggle of the business and keeping that going while I also had the pressure of trying to deal with these bad decisions and this blame. And in the end, I just, I just broke and I ended up off work, um, signed off by the doctor. And that's when I got my diagnosis for, for anxiety. And then I got made redundant because the company basically went bust as soon as I wasn't there because I was the only person really keeping it keeping it afloat and that's been the last probably five six years because it goes back even to when I was still a couple of years of last years of working there I don't really think about the time because I don't really like to reflect on the bad parts you know I try to concentrate on what's here like today so. yeah okay I mean I I have a I would say a similar similar experience i've i've i suffered from anxiety for as long as i could really remember didn't really know it was a thing or that i that it was a thing that i was suffering with um until i probably did like a personal development course i don't know a couple of no not even a couple of years ago it was it was it was when covid started to be honest mm. and I, I started to self-reflect and realize that this is a thing and that um the the panic attack that I experienced at work was a panic attack. It wasn't just me being I don't I don't know nervous or or or, or shy. It was it was a, it was a panic attack, and I think realizing that helped me to kind of go on a on a path of kind of understanding and improving my mental health. Um, and I would say nowhere near there yet but just having that knowledge is is a really is a really important part of kind of in, um getting uh getting in into a better place yeah i mean i about 25 years ago i was diagnosed as bipolar and i dealt with that really badly i didn't tell anybody i didn't talk about it the only person that probably knew was like the doctor um, I had a counsellor and then my mum. My mum was actually diagnosed a couple of years later with um, being bipolar as well. But I didn't talk about it and that was a big problem for me for a very long time. And I didn't really, you know, I tried to almost pretend it wasn't there. And so when I was diagnosed with anxiety and I was really bad, I mean, it took a long time. You know, I was pretty much housebound for two years. But... The, my experience of how I've done everything wrong the first time around with like you know, bipolar and not talking to people and not getting the help that really meant that I was in a much better position and one of the things I did do with my anxiety is I just started talking to everybody immediately whether they wanted to hear it or mm -hmm. not and I know it's you know you tell a friend and you can see they're feeling awkward they don't know what to say they feel like they should be saying something or they should be doing something to help you but they don't know what so they kind of you know they withdraw from you a bit or you know and that can make you feel bad and not want to talk but and i'd had maybe tried a bit before to talk to people but with anxiety i didn't care you know i just talked and talked to everybody and everyone knew and you know there's people that are probably you know you know found it too too difficult for themselves and maybe don't talk to me as much anymore but it i definitely wouldn't be where i am now if i hadn't done that i would you know i would be in a much worse place because i yeah. would lock myself off that was going to be not, my next question at all, but... yeah that was going to be my next question whether before you had um, this anxiety um diagnosis whether you you previously have found someone to talk to it sounds like you didn't apart from maybe your mum and that you've learned from your um, previous experience that you do need to talk to people which is which is awesome um i think there's there's this good general awareness now i mean people sh can't help but see it all the time especially as men like men don't talk they don't get help and you know, being so aware of that over the last few years, that was, again, something that's really in my mind. So it's not like even like talking has helped when I did do it and I didn't do enough. Here's something there that professionals, the people that know what they're saying, saying you're not talking enough. You know, that's coming directly to me. And, you know, I took that on board, you know, from so I had my own personal experience as well as now there were voices, you know, that are there 
telling you what you need to do to find some help and i you know that's a message that i try to you know amplify as much as i can to people you know to, to talk you know great and that, that's also the message we, we're trying to put out there as well through this this podcast so i'm, I'm glad that you see it the same way <laughs> there's no there's nobody that doesn't suffer from some kind of mental health issue at some time it might be something that's quite passing you get in a really bad place you have a a period of depression you've lost your job things are hard and you might come through and then that that might be it but you still experienced it you know and then you you know you probably would have needed help at the time as well it'd have been easier to get through yeah but you know people probably didn't talk at that time or because they wouldn't talk or they there's not the aware general awareness they don't realize that that's what's wrong you know i'm just having a rough time i've got to pull myself together well that's you know there's so much more to it you know and you could have got help and support from somewhere and even if it's just friends or family yeah but there's all there's always someone you can go out to yeah it's just recognizing that you're going through this moment and having that awareness that like okay you are be it, for, for me it's like recognizing my emotions and recognizing that um that i'm going through something that's that's the thing i i always struggled with not being not being kind of really in tune with myself in that way so it was hard for me to then talk because i i couldn't express myself i can i couldn't understand i didn't really know why i was feeling this way and what i could do about it um but I think kind of the more you kind of understand, kind of take a step back, reflect, then you can realize kind of, okay, I was feeling this way because of this. Maybe I should be doing more of this in order to kind of um, help um, get myself in a better space again. Yeah. I think a lot of people as well, they look, oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not right. I need to find the solution to just fix it. But it's obviously it's not that easy you know it you know i suffer from anxiety and that's not going to change there's never going to not be a time when that doesn't affect me in some way i can just learn to cope with it better and learn to deal with the situations that cause me anxiety better and i can find ways to deal with it and i can find you know whether support network things that i can do and that's a learning experience all the time and you know and I never think right I'm I'm sorted I know what to do with stuff there's because I never and every time it that you now I have a sort of a bit of a setback or a really bad suddenly like a panic attack hits me I'm like well I was like well obviously things don't work 100% because otherwise I would have been able to sort, sort it out and I'm aware of that and then I don't feel bad as well like oh I've had a setback you know right back to square one well no there's always you know always setbacks in everything that you do yeah. and then try and pick pick myself up afterwards and you know work out how to deal with something better the next time was hopefully hopefully i can cope better the next time because there will be a next time yeah and maybe next time i'm not having a full-blown panic attack in your shopping center the next time i can get myself out of there and ring somebody up and have a chat and then you know go and find a nice a nice quiet place that i know that's there go and sit down on a bench and you know whatever it is yeah i think i think that's great and i i wonder like i've got i've got a feeling that people experience anxiety and, and to the um, more severe extent panic attacks in different ways and for those people who are listening who perhaps don't really know what that is can you kind of explain like i don't know how it feels to I mean, you it's 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 kind of hard but it's because it's there's usually like there's a feeling that i start to get i don't know there's i start to feel quite usually overwhelmed and maybe i'm not i start to not think particularly clearly mm. i don't necessarily notice that but I, that suddenly I find myself like, and I can feel myself getting quite tense. And there's like, no, there's that mental and physical reaction. And then as I sort of get right to panic attack, the adrenaline can just go mm. and it just keeps going and doesn't stop. And I have that just urge to run or, or you know, 
and for me it's almost like there's a lot of lot of noise you know in in my head and it's it's clouding you know that ability to think uh, but it's it's just the worst feeling you know it's almost like you're drowning okay and just you're just trying to look for that way out right right here and right now and i mean i've probably the last time i had a panic attack was probably just before christmas about about a week before christmas and that was just sat here at my desk as i am now and it was just building and building and i could kind of feel that i wasn't right and then it just that was it and that time i grabbed andy who was here and i said i'm i just, i'm just a mess i said i need to get out of the house and he stuck my coat on me and i put my shoes on and we went out and we walked and he was just chatting about stuff at first while i was trying to get you know kind of calm myself down or or whatever and then i started to talk and then just about anything and then we were, i was talking about what had happened and but yeah we probably walked for about two hours i guess in the end i, I don't know but that was the last time that was only a few weeks ago and i've been okay since then uh, no but there was a realization around that was probably what had caused it and it's probably because we've been on lockdown so long because of covid and we don't go anywhere and we don't see anybody and we don't do anything you know and i'm just in this house the whole time and that's it and it was winter and the days are short and we're not getting out enough and outside and i think i just kind of couldn't cope with that anymore just being in the same same place yeah, it sounds like it was a build up of kind of all those different things that you talked about over time. And it just kind of it wasn't wasn't maybe it was just a small thing that then just kind of caused it to uh, erupt into this kind of moment of, of panic, I guess. I think it was a, I, I'd been in a pretty I've been getting dealing with anxiety a lot better ever since I started streaming. I've got better and better and I've got and I've been coping a lot better but then and that was I've had two and a half years really good yes there's always like you know little setbacks or, or bad days but then the last six months of last year and I think it a lot of it is you know the whole situation with with being locked down you know we it's like we don't have a car we can't go anywhere there's only a couple of shops nearby you know no, we're not seeing friends or family for so long even when we could see people when things had eased up that all the people we know that locally they've all got um they've got like a they've all got health issues so they still yeah. needed to isolate so we still couldn't see people yeah even when we could have done and from yeah the end of june last year it all just got too much for me and i kind of like like with streaming i kept going till the end of august and then i was basically on the verge of a breakdown completely and i had to take time off and then i came back and I really reduced my schedule but i still had to keep missing days or just cutting stream short and i'd i'd been i've been you know and i had to learn how to you know i had to find new new coping mechanisms you know because I, I couldn't go to some of the places i couldn't speak to people i couldn't go out and do things and i was definitely getting better and i think that kind of panic attack that i was i had in december that was kind of like the last kind of almost putting a for me to see like the last piece in the puzzle of what the way it's so so negatively affected me and since then i really changed a lot of a lot of the way my routine the things i'm doing i'm going out so much more for walks i'm probably walking some days up to two hours and that exercise is doing me so good but i'm out of the house and it doesn't matter rain or shine we'll come back absolutely like drenched because you know the weather's pretty horrible here <laughs> and that's done me so much good um i've been talking more again with people i realize i need to step that up again a bit you know i'm ringing my dad again more like so it's not like once a week we have a catch-up i'm making sure it's twice a week do, do you think um the period between kind of the start of covid and when you um started to kind of create a, a new like um schedule with good habits do you think there was a time in there that you developed any bad habits that might have contributed to kind of the downwards downward spiral yeah definitely it's well, we were really good at the start of 
of lockdown getting out and having walks for our daily exercise because we knew that was just some you know some the only thing we could really do apart from being at home but over time it just became too normal and so we would just skip days oh i'm not feeling it today it's raining today i mean the weather was pretty bad here anyway from sort of july time on and we just stopped doing stuff and you know i'll probably you know it was i've not seen someone for ages so i'll, I'll get on on an, onto zoom or discord or wherever and we'll have a catch up well after a while um that had become sort of normal so you let it slide yeah but I, i'm you know i'm here by myself or we're here by ourselves most of the time and we just you know and we're used to that now so before it's like this is so weird let's you know get on and chat to friends and we weren't doing that so i think that's just and then you, you're not really aware of it you're not thinking what's good for me yeah and you but there's also because because it's there's no end in sight that you can say right we know in three months time this will just come to a halt so there's no looking forward or planning forward mm. either but yeah my you know and and the knock-on effect of that is my sleep patterns yeah. get really bad and i suffer suffering from more insomnia and then i'm tired and i'm cranky and then i let i would let goals slip that i had you know and last year was supposed to be so I mean, I had so many years before 2020 where I couldn't do anything, you know, like, um, you know, we needed to have work done on the house, but I couldn't ring someone up and talk to them about it. And then I couldn't have someone in my house either. This is my castle. This is my safe space. Yeah. I'm at a point where I can do that. Right. 2020, finally, after 10 years of being in the house, we'll actually get someone around to do the, do the kitchen. And, you know, it'd be really nice. I can't wait. You know, I used to work um, in restaurants so mm. you know having a nice kitchen is like really quite important to me and suddenly you can't do that you know um i, I wanted to travel a bit last year because financially we were a little bit better off than we had been but let's actually get a couple of holidays because we've not had holidays well guess what you know still can't have a holiday and don't know when i when we can go and uh, you know there's a lot of there was a lot of um i can't do things because i'm not very well and then last year was i can't do things completely out of my control so there was a loss of control over that situation because at least before i could go well you know i can't do something because of my anxiety but i can understand that that's here and that's something i can work on i can't work on a vaccine in my living room or you know or make people socially distance and wear a mask and stop them from spreading so like this is no end to what's going on yeah so it all just becomes one big kind of like rolling rolling boulder coming down the hill to squash me and i wasn't trying to move out the way i think yeah i think i think you've kind of hit the nail on the head for a lot of people it's it's the lack of control and the not knowing that 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 in itself i recognized um in work environments caused me the most anxiety i would know i had a piling up of like projects that i needed to do and tasks but if i didn't know kind of what the what when these kind of deadlines were or the milestones or what the checking points were then that would kind of just all build up and create um a lot of kind of fear and um self-doubt and um kind of keep me stuck in my head and going over and over things that i couldn't couldn't control so yeah. i think you hit the nail on the head for a lot of people it's the lack of control and then not seeing that light at the end of the tunnel well, and I was exactly the same at work and you know people always one of the things that characterizes me in a job is I work insanely hard and very quickly and efficiently but that's all because of my need to control control all of the environment and all the jobs and the tasks and if there's something like yeah if I can't control it then it really gets to me but yeah I need to, I need to find the best and quickest way of doing things and change the systems to do that and then i i get it all done and no so people go, oh, you, you don't do stuff half the time you've, you've done it all why do you work so hard i'm like i have to <laughs> otherwise I, I basically go I, I can't cope you know and i go a bit a bit go a bit crazy and i lose control but control is a big big part of my anxiety if i feel in control of my of whatever situations it is and that can be just like my everyday living you know are you know having like my bills being paid on direct debit that's that's so good because otherwise i would i was 
there'll you know an email or a or a letter or you know will be, will come through and I won't pay it and then it'll bother me that I've not done it and it's easy I can go and take two minutes to do it tops yeah. but I won't do it but I've got everything on direct debit I don't ever have to worry about it I check it every month to make sure that you know you know my gas bill's not got doubled because I think I should be paying more money when I'm not which is but you know I I can I can deal with it then I'm in control of that situation and I can control checking it up and um but that that I have I have a need to be in control of a situation otherwise it really triggers my anxiety and you know and I think a lot of the things that bother me so if I'm out and there's a lot of people in the shopping center I'm not in control of that situation anything can happen you know and I don't you know if I go and, and so when I know people, I feel in control as well because I understand them. So I can work in a big office and I know everybody and I'm, I'm fine with that. And I go to a meeting and there's four other people and I don't know any of them. And I'm almost having a panic attack. You know, it's I can get up on stage and I can be in front. I could probably get up at a, no, a stadium show when no, there's 80, could be 80,000 people. And I would feel absolutely great if... If I was going to like read a poem of mine, let's say, or or perform a song, then I'm in control. That's my song. I know what I'm doing. I'll get up there. I'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be nervous about it. I'm not going to be, you know, probably massively anxious because I'm in control of that situation. But if I was just put on stage and it's like, right, you know, entertain this crowd, I'll probably have a panic attack <laughs> because it's the control again. And it's that kind of being in control of a situation is, you know, so important for me in dealing with situations. And learning how to, how to deal with situations when I'm not in control is is a one of the one of the things I really try to work on and try and find ways of dealing with. Okay, so let's go back yeah. to some of the kind of the, the good habits then that you've uh, yeah. started to form, like going back out for long walks again. Um, what else is there that you do that you can control? That you can put into your schedule that has helped you perhaps get back on track um so i've got an overall mindset that i usually i try i, I i've sort of come that i've adopted and i'll explain that because then it some of the things that i do will probably make sense and more sense in that context so I'm, i kind of think i'm over here and this is where i want to be and i'm only going to get over here if i go forward and moving forward takes, you know, I've got to take steps to get there. Mm. And it doesn't matter how small a step, as long as I take a step, then I'll get to where I want to be eventually. And, you know, and then I concentrate, I con just concentrate on the journey and not the destination. Amazing. And I can get up in a day and I can be in bed. Well, I say get up, I can't even get up. And if I'm feeling at my absolute worst and I just don't want to get out of bed, if I can just get out of bed, and come downstairs and make myself a cup of tea then i'm like well i've taken a step you know today and that's enough and then i i remember that and as bad as i might be feeling i know that i've taken a, a little step but i try to do things every day as part of a routine that i would consider steps so if i get up in the morning i get up and i get dressed and i don't just get dressed i try to put on no, not just getting my trackies and a crappy old t-shirt i want something a bit nicer it doesn't matter that i'm being in all day and no one's going to see me i do this like every you know, even when i'm not obviously when i'm streaming i want to look okay but yeah every day i try to do my hair and i'll have a shave and just so and sometimes some days i won't i won't be feeling like it but i can let some things go because i know i'll do a lot of it and you know um and now i'm trying to get exercise every day because i know that's good and and I've actually got trouble with my knee. So my exercise at the moment, because I've not been, I need to scan, but I've not been able to because of COVID, just go out for a walk every day. Mm. And as long as I've gone out and even just walked five minutes around the block, that's good. And it's all all steps because I know if I'm doing doing things, but I only need to take one little step. And I remember that in terms of like my overall, my, no, what I'm doing over no, overall, I'm trying to get to this, this place. I've just got to take steps and I've taken a step um so i mean what else um i'm i talk to people regularly even when i don't need to kind of you know i make sure i'm giving updates you know 
I talk about my anxiety. I talk about how I'm feeling. It's really good right now. I'm feeling pretty good, you know, because then it's a habit as well. And I think habits and routine can be really good. Generally as well, I something that I live by now is I make lists. And sometimes that's on a post-it note. I've got a notebook. I have um, an app on my phone that I can use. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've got my um, I use I use on my PC. I have Notepad plus plus, so I can have lots of just text files all open at once, all in tabs. And I just start a new tab when I need to do something, and I write stuff down. And I've I've got one which is things I need to do for the house. So I need to make a phone call. Do I need to chase something up? Is there something I need to sort out that's not regular from the shop? You know, like oh, I need to um, buy some glue because a handle's come off the door. I don't know. And then I make sure I tick stuff off and I try to tick things off my list every day as well. So I so like whereas I try to take that one step forward, which can just be, you know, like I say minimum, I get out of bed. But um I try to tick, you know, cross something off a list every day. And then it, you know, and that feels good because you're achieving something. You can get that dopamine yeah. rush when you're doing that. And then it encourages you to do more. And then I feel better about myself and I feel more in control. And I, you know, um, one of the things I've um, learned recently with lists is that I will have my main list and sometimes I'll, I'll add things to it and it will feel like it get, gets longer and longer. So one thing I've started to do is make a today list. So what can I take from that main list and do today? And that kind of gives me, it, rather than kind of perhaps the feeling of, oh, God, I've got this really long list that needs to be done. Mm. I can actually do it, as you said, kind of small steps, step by step. So that yeah. that that today list is my small step to kind of getting through that. Um, yeah, that's... I have a, I have a big master list, and I do a daily list that I do, and that'll be some things that I've thought of, and some things I pull off the big list, and then not necessarily every week, but then I go back to that big whole long list, especially because after a while, if you written something down and you cross stuff off it's still a huge list then i copy it over and i go well it well it's two pages long but actually now it's only 10 lines and do you know what i'm gonna these two things that i've just written down i'm just gonna do them right now and then i do them right now and then it's only eight things yeah you know and then i found it was an enormous enormous help that's great i think um, that's something new that we haven't talked about on the podcast before kind of like ways of dealing with all these things writing a list You've also you've also mentioned to me like you're a very creative person. So I'm guessing mm. like using your creativity in in whatever you talked about poetry. Um, obviously, streaming is a big part, and content creation is a big part of your how you kind of express yourself creatively. But I guess this is another way in which you can get out of your head and into something something else. Yeah. So I've got an analogy. So if I'm a bottle of like pop, soda, soft drinks, whatever you want to call it. And if you were to slowly be shaking that up, all of that, all of like the, um, you've got all that fizz is coming up and you've got all the gas. It's all building at the top. And that's what I feel like, you know, over time, I get more and more, like, I'm just ready to explode on that, that carbon dioxide waiting to burst out. And then when I, when you undo the top and it's, psh, mm. that's, and then that's all that pressure comes out. And that's like, that's, that's what it's like the creativity is like and that's how it helps me um because it's it's not just an outlet for my creativity but it's an outlet for that kind of nervous energy or and and also i suppose when you create something it's very satisfying you've you're leaving something behind you know mm, and yeah. um, and if you if you've got something down on paper that someone else and then reads then that's an achievement you know and i think achieving things is a really great way of um and being creative is a really good way of expressing yourself and expressing yourself is a really good way to i think deal deal with you know, um all kinds of mental health issues do you like so what what type of stuff is it that you're creating is it like is it just poetry and the streaming stuff or is there other stuff that you you're working on i i want to do everything i want to be writing songs and learning new instruments i want to be writing poems and stories i want to be making videos 
whether that's like short films or long films i want i want to be doing everything i you know but these days the thing that i probably get the most satisfaction from is video and that's not you know there's obviously streaming and then there's creating the things to do on stream um and then also the stuff that i'm recording i didn't know i you've seen my parody sort of trailers that i use my be right back screen and i think i probably missed the calling probably if i was you wish me back now and i was sort of 16 17 18 i'd be like right i'm going to be a director a film director oh, that's what I want. that's probably what i'd want to do now and that's a new passion that i'm really starting to explore well, i do a lot you no know, i sort of go between different things so at the moment i'm actually writing quite a bit of poetry and then that'll probably pass in a week or a month and then i'll probably be picking up my guitar a bit more again but... well, we see a lot of this stuff on stream is there anything else that's coming from you that might be uh, materializing in different ways there is going to be so much this year if i can even do a fraction of the things that i've got in my mind that mm -hmm. i want to create and 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 i don't know perform and now there'll be some stuff that i'll probably just do straight to camera and that'll be on youtube or coming as a pre-record into my streams or stuff that i want to do you know live on stream it's mainly live stuff for stream but i've got ideas for things that people won't have seen anything like it before on twitch there'll be nobody else has done this or anything quite like this and i don't know if it's going to work but i'm so excited and it's a huge huge project i've got the first the first thing that i want to do and it's i've been working on it non-stop since just after christmas i mean it's not like i'm doing five hours a day on it but i'm working on it every single day and it's very ambitious using pre-recorded video and art and voice and music and there's me being live in the middle of it all and i don't know how it's going to pan out or what it's going to look like but wow and it's bizarrely if you were to go back i don't know to the first year i was streaming in 2018 um the very first idea i had for something creative it's all evolved from that very first one idea that i had for something that could be fun to do on stream because streaming is a it's it's live broadcast it's a visual medium and I was, and, and I suppose it boils down to that. I was thinking, do you know what? I'm live and, and you know, and people, and people are watching and there's no, they, they, they're looking, you know, it's, I can have some fun with this. Just a throwaway thought, you know, I was actually out at a museum of all places. And yeah, I've kind of been wanting to go down this path and it's evolved and become bigger and more complicated the more i thought about it it was mm -hmm. quite a small thing to start with but quickly became something that i couldn't do within the constraints of what was technically possible for me in my stream at that time and i've almost had to wait to now till you know to learn enough about streaming and how the technology works what i can do technically using plugins and transitions and and pre-record and what i can do you know with props and costume and stock you know assets that i can i can license you know so i'm excited for that that's quite a big well big you got answer. me excited as well that sounds amazing and yeah. um uh, no, i'm going to give the disclaimer that i do with anything i do it'll be low budget and probably probably really probably quite lowbrow <laughs> but but i hopefully, think but you know I will, I will lean into the fact that I'm one guy in a room by myself. And I think everything that I've seen from you is, is never, is never trying to be something it's not. It's always, it's always very real and it's always got your humor in it, which is amazing. Um, this is who, who I am, like the real me unleashed. Yeah. And I'm far more me on stream than I am like you know because you have to always guard yourself a bit more you know you go out and you're in the shop you can't be 100 percent yourself and start if you, you might be at home and you might just sing to yourself the entire time at the top of your voice you're not going to probably do that in the shop there's all or you with colleagues at work and you don't tell them everything because there's some stuff you need to keep private but when i'm on stream i don't have to yeah and so and probably like the real me that all my friends see at all different places that's take you know that's what's happening now on stream 
me absolutely completely sort of unleashed my imagination my creativity the things that i want to say and feel that should be said all of it you know and i don't know if you're streaming or you're doing youtube or whatever you're doing do that you know express yourself you know fully you know it's your platform it's your opportunity you know sing with your own voice you know find your voice and sing with it yeah and it's a it's a journey as you say you started in 2018 with this small idea that's grown into something epic sometimes sometimes it takes that long um sometimes you do kind of need to procrastinate on the idea and let it grow into something like amazing sometimes you just have to go out with something immediately if you if you have a, an idea let it go and and then improve it over time and the there's nothing to worry about when you're especially when you're streaming you can always like develop and adapt and optimize yeah. i mean i was a year into streaming and i remember i'd finished streams ago i wasn't 100 percent me like there were jokes and my humor that i would make with my friends i wasn't bringing that to stream still after a year because it's a learning process and some people they might be more natural on day one it took a long time for me to really bring my full personality to stream in the way you know that i was 100 percent happy with you know because i knew that the things that i couldn't quite do like the jokes i might make or me or the way i might be a bit bit weird about things i know i knew that i wasn't doing them but i wanted to but it just took time for me to do that um but the other the other thing i'd probably say is we probably spend too much time everybody we have a lot of ideas for things we want to do you know, you could probably write down a list right now of 20 things you'd like to do if you were streaming, you know, over over like the next year. Um, improvements you might make or new segments or new things you'd like to try. But so many people then don't do any of them. We'll just start doing them, you know, because doing one thing is better than 20 amazing ideas that you never, never, never get actioned. Yeah. Coming from so, a marketing background. Do it. I was exactly I was coming from a marketing background one of the best ever slogans is just do it just just do it um yeah. as I said like it might not be great when you start but you will learn and it will improve and it will get better and it might lead into a bigger idea it might lead into something better and you might meet someone who then you can collaborate with and kind of really blow it up into something really special so yeah just yeah. just do it definitely do it now <laughs> it's never too late either something that i actually find with you know, my mental health that is and it's not always easy but that really helps me is i try to have no regrets because i can't change the past it doesn't mean that i don't think back to things that happen and they don't make me sad or upset or frustrate me but i can't change it and it's not too late so I try to, I, I deal with today, not with yesterday. And then hopefully tomorrow, you know, will be better and I'll have less regrets. Yeah. And I, hopefully I'll have none. So. Just use I what thought, you've, what you've experienced uh, rather than try and take it as negative, try and use it in a positive way. All the things, bad things that have happened to me, I wouldn't be here as me mm. right now if they hadn't happened. I'm the sum of all those experiences, for better or for worse. And then I can decide how I, but I can decide how I go forward today or tomorrow, and that's because it's a, I suppose it's a control thing. I can't control the past, and I've learned to not let that control me now. And then I just try and control what I you know what I can today and tomorrow. And I don't try to think too far into the future. Does, I'm not saying I don't think about oh, do I need a pension when I'm 65? I don't mean like that, but you know, I don't I don't worry too much about what's going to be happening in a year that i don't know about yeah well you know you never know you know we, today everything's fine but in a year we might be locked down in a global pandemic you know <laughs> i mean stranger things have happened <laughs> there were lots of movies to warn us against this weren't there but yes. um, anyway um i think like this this conversation has not um failed in any way to meet my expectations it's probably gone above and beyond um it's been really amazing and Thank, well, you. thank you so much it's, it's been so much fun actually because i i enjoy talking about everything because 
well obviously talking is so good but i also feel that it, the more that i talk about what i go through the more it might help somebody else and they don't have to go through the same thing so yeah you know and then i've made the world a slightly better place and i enjoy that it's amazing it's, it's, it is exactly what i want to kind of express through this podcast that by talking to people and by learning from other people's experiences that you can use this you don't necessarily have to go through the struggles that other people have or make the the, the wrong decisions or the bad decisions that um, other people might have made consciously or subconsciously and there's always people out there that you can that can help you so yeah i think you would have inspired and helped a lot of people i love like i i, I love this whole conversation it's been amazing um how, how are you do how are you doing now richie you obviously went through a bit of a, a a lull i think the fact that we're having this conversation says um that you're in a bit of a better space at the minute i feel amazing i feel like the world is there for me to me to take and I, I know I, I feel like not that I can't fail but I'm going to give it I'm going to give all of all of the things I want to do like my absolute best shot and I'm going to have fun trying and then I won't have failed whatever yeah if I do that um, but I know that I'm fragile as well and I know that something could happen today or I could wake up tomorrow and it could be a completely different story but I'm going to try and be ready for that and you know I you know hopefully be able to know what to do to get through it and come out the other side still still on my feet yeah i'm excited to what's to see what's coming up i'm gonna have my eyes peeled um i guess you'll be kind of doing little announcements here and there or is it just gonna turn up as a surprise on stream one day <laughs> there'll definitely be an announcement like when i start to bring out you no know, big guns other than that there's i've actually got an idea for something i want to do which is I've done seasons, yeah. obviously, on stream where I bring in a whole load of new content and it might be themed a bit and that'll run for a, a few weeks or, or months. I want to do something which is a year, basically a year-long project to build into something which is permanent and it's going to be a bit of fun as well. So there's going to constantly be new stuff that's coming in. There's stuff that I've added since Christmas into my stream that people just think are like little one-off bits and pieces. But actually, they all tie into a whole bigger... A whole bigger idea and i'll be leveraging them into that but that's another whole thing so but yeah there's new stuff coming all the time and it's going to evolve so amazing amazing so yeah i'm 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 super glad that you're you're feeling amazing yourself right now and um you're in a really good space you're exploiting your creativity to the to the maximum um i'm gonna ask you to um kind of delve into your creative mind one last time as i i always like to finish the podcast on a, on a particular question and and that is if you were a character from a video game who would you be and why i would be from the mass effect trilogy i would be commander shepherd a paragon commander shepherd okay um the mass effect trilogy Oh, no, that's my favourite game series of all time. I love those games, and not just for the games themselves, but the community and friends that I made around them. And I think that also echoes. No, it's a mirror of Commander Shepard, someone that can bring people together, that can um, create meaningful relationships with people. You know, someone who can have fun can you know be self-deprecating when they need to be uh, even if they're looking a bit foolish i'm thinking of a bit of dancing you know <laughs> dancing like someone's drunk uncle at a wedding but then also someone that's um, i suppose who's not afraid to make decisions but make decisions that are unselfish you know that are from decisions that are bigger bigger than just themselves so yeah i think that's who i'd like to be i'd like to be commander shepherd and you can be no you are yeah what a fantastic answer i think the one the one thing i would say that i i, I you know i'm not i'm not like an n7 agent racing around the galaxy saving <laughs> it but i can't do those those big things but what i can do 
is I can every single day I can do a hundred tiny little things and all add up to be something big. You know, something big doesn't have to be one thing. It can be made up of a lot of small bits. And that's I think that's what I try to do because I can't change change the world in one big way. You know, but I can change it lots of tiny bits step by step. Yeah. And as I said before, I think you will inspire a lot of people listening to this. Um, so I thank you again for agreeing to come on, uh, sharing so your story. Excited. I've been really wanting to ever since we first discussed it, but I was obviously in a bit of a bad place. And I was like, right, as soon as I'm starting to feel better, I'm, I'm, I want to get, get on and chat with you. So I knew it would be amazing. It's definitely worth the wait. Yeah, thank you again. It's been awesome. Um, I, I hope you have a really great day, great week, and fantastic year. It sounds like it's going to be a boomer. I hope you do as well. Thank you. And I wish you all the best. I will Thanks. see you soon.